Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part two in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. Okay, the second topic was, and there's nothing else with this. It just says self-love. Ha. Huh. I don't know what to do with that one or where, where we should start. You got any thoughts? I think, uh, uh, man, first off, starting that, that it is a really big challenge for me to just to be, to show the same kind of love to myself that I very willingly show to other people. Um, so that in and of itself highlights attention. So if you, if you are like me, if anybody hearing this is like, man, it's really easy for me to show compassion and kindness to other people. But I just like my inner monologue, that voice in my head is just super toxic. Doesn't like, I am not kind to myself. You are going to feel a lot of tension because your stated belief that kindness and compassion is good. You are not showing to yourself. And so it's going to be really messy if you don't start believing that truly. If you, cause you're, what you're saying is like compassion is only for other people. So that's really not compassionate because it goes against a deeper belief that it's because we're coming from a Christian, my Christian perspective, we're saying that Jesus loves me, loves us, died for me. And I am rejecting that. That's like a deep theological issue. But what we're talking about here is like, if just like from the start, if you're struggling with self-love that it, you're not weird, it's not like that's a, that's a lot of people deal with it, but a good way to start loving yourself more is put yourself like in somebody else's shoes and how would you like to be treated and just start practicing that compassion towards yourself first because you are like and it's not selfish to do that it's not it's not self-centered it's um being honest and really living into that principle of i believe that compassion and kindness is good for good for others and so it's good for me and i should show it to myself and it's a practice and it's going to get it's hard it's, I'm not any, like, I think the reason what, one of the reasons why I struggle with it is because I, it's selfish. I don't want to focus on me. Well, it's, it's not really selfish if I am following through on this fact that we are all equally important, not more or less than each other. If we're all equally important, we should probably start living into that value by treating myself with the same compassion and respect that I show others. Yeah, I think like a lot of things, and we've talked about this before, but um, there's two ditches often um, to exaggerate or to diminish. And I think with self-love, it's like obviously exaggerated self-love might, you know, people throw this word around way too much nowadays, I think. But just like obviously the stereotype of dramatically exaggerated self-love would be like narcissism. And narcissist, right? He, he couldn't look away from his own reflection in the pool. And so it's this idea that you're just, you're just absorbed with your own image and your own sense of grandiosity and importance. That would be the extreme exaggeration of self-love. But on the, so, so I think oftentimes, especially in religious circles, we're told like that's wrong. But I think the error that you often see is that we jump to the other ditch, the other side, which is, self-diminishment, which is, I don't matter. What I want doesn't matter. What I love doesn't matter. What I need doesn't matter. And the reality is, I think that's just as destructive to the human soul. Um, 
because the because you know John three sixteen says like God so loved the world that he gave his son. I don't think God gave up his one and only son for a people that should hate themselves, you know? Um, and just like you said, if we're made in God's image, which that's what the Bible teaches, like we're valuable. Um, we are loved like God's pursuing us in Christ. And, and that means that to, to, to go into like this diminished state is not healthy either. So there's definitely a middle road. And I think it's, it's often found, you know, I think the ideal is we talk about a lot, but just healthy relationships are reciprocal, meaning there's like a perfect balance of giving and receiving, you know, it's, you know, it's in acts, right. Where it says like, it's better to give than receive. And I think sometimes even that verse is probably taken out of, out of, out of proportion where it says, well, it's only good to give than and not re- and we shouldn't receive. And I think, I think we got to be careful um, because, because if we, we don't take care of ourselves and we don't show ourselves the nurture that our bodies and souls need, like, we're not going to be okay. Like we're not going to end up in a good spot. And so I'll just end my thought with like, often what I, when I'm working with people, um, if somebody's really stuck on this, one thing that I'll often say is like, especially if they have kids, it's like, how do you, how much do you love your kid? You know? And obviously, you know, most, most people, if they're, if they're, if they're, uh, if they're even remotely healthy, will I mean, I love, I love him or her, you know? Um, and it's like, well, can you imagine how you would feel if your son or daughter felt the way you feel about yourself? And it's like, can you love yourself the way that you love, you love your, your son or daughter? Because I think, I think Jesus loves you even more than that, you know? And if we, and, and, and that exercise takes a good bit of imagination, but it really can activate the emotions. And I think that it's helpful to think about it in those terms. Cause sometimes if we don't have self love, we have to cultivate our love for others and then try to direct that towards ourselves. So those are a couple of thoughts, I guess. Yeah, that's a good, that is a good, uh, that's a good practice. The other, the other one that goes kind of dovetails into it pretty quick, pretty easily is if you're one who's like, man, I don't know how to care for myself. I just don't know what that looks like. It's, it's very, you, you just identify someone you feel responsible for someone you care for, like your kids, if you don't have kids, someone that you feel protective of or that you want the best for put that person in the situation you're in. And how would you want, how would you want that person to respond? How would you want that person to feel taken care of, respected, valued, empowered? That's what like that right there, the, your instincts in that situation were like, how do I want my child to be respected? How do I want my, my spouse to be respected? How do I want my best friend to be respected, loved and show compassion? Like those things, I'm, I, I can do that really fast, really easy, but it's put myself in their shoes. And how I just said in my head, this is how I want that person to be respected. This is how I want my child to be, to be loved. That's how you should be loved. And if you have like, nah, that's just not true. Then you know what? Open up your Bible, read John three sixteen, and show me in there where it says for God to love the world that he gave his only begotten son, except for Austin. I don't think it says that. Yeah. It's like, 
diminishment works the same way exaggeration does. It's like, do you think you're so important that you're the only one that's worth looking at on the exaggeration? But on the diminishment, it's like, do you think you're so important that you're the only person in the world that doesn't matter? (laughs) Thanks for listening to this episode of the Relational Recovery Podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part three in our conversation. We'll see you then.